we welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. Many of our father's decisions have traumatized us. Whether he was in the home or not of the home or if he abandoned the home altogether, we can be bound by his bad decisions. Not that he made decisions to hurt you, but if he made bad ones, it hurt you. Just like your bad decisions hurt someone. All of our bad decisions, right? So we make bad decisions. Most of the time, we can trace bad decisions back to bad decisions when we were growing up. Or we can trace it back to something that was done by somebody that was bad growing up. Some kind of trauma. And we operate that way based on that trauma. Right? I need amens today because, uh, amen. I'm weak and lowly. (laughs) Meek. Y'all, I need you today, okay? I need your energy. Colossians 3 and 21 says, Fathers, provoke not your children to what? Anger, lest they be what? Discouraged. And this is what we're seeing constantly from day to day. Discouragement. Especially discouragement from Christianity. Just discouragement. That's where all this Hebrew stuff comes. It's all these different ideologies about the Bible and Christ and the Bible ain't real and the white man did this. and All this stuff is coming from discouraged men that were hurt by so-called Christian fathers. Yeah. Because the top preachers in the country and all the, the famous ones, whatever, most of their sons are dibbling and dabbling in this black stuff. Because they've been discouraged. Y'all still with me? When we are traumatized, we set up barriers in our minds and hearts that can last a lifetime. A lifetime. God can't do anything with you. He wants to do certain things with you. He can't do it because you set up a lifelong barrier because of what you saw or what happened to you growing up. Right? Lifelong. These barriers can only be broken by God doing what? He has to renew our mind. He has to fix. Only God can fix it. Renewal is a what? Oh, oh, that's so funny how all the homosexuals and junk be singing, renew me, renew. They don't even know what they're talking about because real renewal is painful. God is coming for the stuff that you want to keep. Stuff that makes you comfortable. Stuff that you just chilling. 2 Corinthians 10 and 4, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but are what? Mighty through God for doing what? Pulling down what? Casting down what? And what? That exalts itself against against God's plan. And then doing what? Bringing what? What? Do we listen to this? We don't listen to this. We've heard it so much. Let's do it again. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. That means you can't fix it by carnal means. But they're mighty through God. Okay, so what is God's power able to do? Look, at, look this is your mind that it's talking about. It's, not, it's, it's talking about your mind. Pulling down strongholds. 
Stuff you can't stop doing. Casting down imaginations. Things that you can't stop imagining. And every high thing, anything in your life that's keeping you from God. And bringing in the captivity, what? Every thought. Bringing every thought. Capturing your thoughts. And making them submit to Christ. When God performs supernatural surgery on us, he's chastening us to do what? When you whip your kids, you're not trying to kill them. You want them to feel like you are, but you're not trying to. You're just trying to do what? You're trying to do what? Make them better. His love purges us and painfully reconstructs Our thoughts and what? And behaviors. God don't do habits. He don't do character flaws. He don't do that's just my issue. No, he don't do any of that. What he does is he purges and painfully what? Reconstructs our thoughts and behaviors. Hebrews 12 and 17. If ye endure it, Man, if you can make it through it, you can make it through. God is going to deal with you as a son. God dealing with you as, a, as sons. For what son is he whom the father chasteneth not? Look at somebody say, but you got to endure it. Oof. Man. Okay, here we go. The Bible said Christ knocks at the door of our heart. Everybody say that. Knocks at the door of your heart. All you got to do is let him in. No, that ain't all you got to do. That's not all you have to do. I thought it was. No. He doesn't just knock. But he also rebukes us. And shows us our faults. Hebrews 3 and 15. While it is said today if you hear his voice. Harden not your hearts. As in the provocation. The day you hear what? His voice. What is he saying? What what, what is his voice saying? Many people only want to open the door. And let him in. Without hearing what he really has to say. We must hear him out. Before he will enter our hearts. Revelations 3 and 20, when he said it, he said, behold, I stand at the door and knock, semicolon, if any man, what? Hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and will sup with him and he with me. Hear his voice. Okay, he said he's knocking. Knocking isn't talking. So he's knocking. And then when you open the door. He's got something to tell you about yourself. It's like, okay, you open the door. I want to come in, but I need you to do this and stop doing this and stop being like this 
and go and fix this and go apologize to this person and go do this. I need you to do those things because I can't come in until you do. It's not just a knock. His rebuke hurts because it goes against our comfortable sins and decisions. Hurts because we cool like we are. You know, with our little habits and our little, we, we just chill it. But he's saying, no, no, you can't keep that. Well, that's just my attitude. You know, I just go off on people. You know, I mean, I get mad. I just cuss folk out. Well, I, I can't come in there with that in there. You know, I mean, I ain't, you know, I ain't got no addiction, but every now and then I look at some little, you know, women on, online, you know, they have their clothes on. They don't have much. I just kind of look, you know, but there ain't no, I can't come in there. I can't come in. You know, I just smoke a little bit of it every night. Don't nobody, you know, it, it ain't no habit. Just when I'm kind of, I can't, I can't, I can't come in there. You didn't hear my voice. See, this scripture is set in his rebuke of the church of Laodicea. You can't take it out of context and just throw it somewhere. He was rebuking the church and telling them that you, you, you lukewarm. I want to spew you out. So, but if you would repent, then I'll, I'll forgive you. Then he said, I'm standing at the door knocking. If you open up the door and hear this rebuke and follow it, I'll come in. When we have not dealt with past trauma or past traumatic experiences, we will try to have Christ and our way simultaneously. Yes, you will. We'll just try to have Christ and the way we are. That's unacceptable to him. Because if you stay that way, you're not listening to him. And if you're not hearing his voice, he's not coming in. James 4 and 8, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners. Purify your hearts. Ye double-minded. I hate when people just say the first part. Draw nigh unto God, and he'll do what? Draw nigh unto God, and he'll do what? Draw nigh unto God. The closer you get to him, guess what he's going to do? He's going to come. Get close to Oh, they love that first part. They don't ever continue. Most of you didn't even know the rest was in the scripture. You stop right there and have your little time. Draw nigh to God, and he's like, oh! Mm. Finish. Finish it. Cleanse your hands, ye what? And purify your hearts, ye what? Double-minded. Can I preach in here? Oh, ain't none of us perfect. We got to do this stuff. Amen? Amen? Oh, I wish I would. I wish I could just preach it and go home and go to sleep. <laughs> No, we all have to do this. Christ will not allow us to let him in without first listening to him. It's just not going to do it. It's not going to allow us. Not going to do it. Bible is clear that he knocks. And if we hear his voice, he will come in and live inside of us. Knocking is not talking. We must hear what he says. Some of us have been hearing knocking for years. 
but we miss the talking. And it could be something, y'all, I'm telling you, it could be something that you've carried for many, many years. He comes for that too. Yeah. You can carry stuff. You know, you can carry stuff so long until you can make it right in your own mind. Yeah. You can piece some scriptures together to excuse yourself. Revelation 2 and 7 says, he that hath an ear do what? Let him hear what the spirit saith unto who? The churches. To him that overcome will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. To him that what? It's so clear. It's so clear. He that hath an ear, let him hear what I'm saying. And this is his rebuke to all the churches. Then he said, but if you overcome that issue, if you overcome that situation, that habit, whatever it is, that trauma, if you overcome it, I'll give you the keys to the kingdom. You'll eat of the tree of life in the midst of the paradise of God. Y'all still with me? When we try to live without allowing Christ to show us our wrong, then we live believing a lie. Trauma must be dealt with what? Must be dealt with head on. Must be dealt with what? Head on. Must be dealt with head on. Well, I don't know. I don't feel nothing. I just ask God. Ask God. He'll show you. He'll show you what trauma has done. I'm not saying you go and call everybody you used to know and start everything you used to. No, no. Call your daddy and remember when you said you was going to get me a bicycle and you came home with a Slurpee instead. I still today, I don't drink no Slurpees and I cry when I see people riding bikes. I'm just... When we try to live without it, I mean, a trauma must be dealt with head on. Under-resolved issues will drive us further, further away from truth and the point, to the point that we no longer what? The further you get away from truth, the less you feel you need to change. Because truth is what makes you change. So if you keep pushing truth away, you won't change. Jude says, but these speak evil of those things which they know not. But what they know naturally as brute beast, in those things, they do what? They corrupt themselves. Oh, I love the word. In order to truly open the door of our hearts to Christ, we must allow his word to do what? Rebuke us. And we love the little rebuke that the Holy Ghost do. Don't do that. Okay, Holy Ghost. Don't eat that last piece of cake. You've had the whole cake. You've had enough. Yes. Yes, Lord. I hear you, Lord. Oh, yeah. I love them little. Yeah. The the little sayings of the Lord. That skirt's a little too short. Yes, Lord. I won't. I won't worry. You have on enough cologne. You've used half the bottle of Brute. Yes, Lord. Don't splash anymore. Because, you know, you have to splash brute on. No pump on brute. You got to splash it. Yes, Lord. Yes, I hear you, Father. Yeah, we love that kind of stuff. Oh, but when you... Mm. Yeah. 
you'll escape from reality and you'll wait the way you get away from everything. Yeah, all the things that you hide from everyone. He's knocking. That's what he wants. And when he comes for those, that that that's not good. That don't I mean it's good, but that don't feel good. When he's gonna re rewire the way you think. In order to truly open the door of our hearts, we must allow his word to rebuke us and make us hate our wrongdoing as much as he does. We have to hate our wrongdoing as much as he does. His words must convict us so we can open the door to him and what? Forsake our own way. Ephesians 4 and 17 and 18. For this I say therefore and testify in the Lord that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk. How do they walk? You know what the vanity of your mind is? When you think you're okay and you're not. They walk in the vanity of their minds. Having the understand, having the understanding what? Darkened. Being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them. Because of what? Blindness of their hearts. Summary. Said that week. Y'all, I'm, I'm in pain. Because God is working on me. I'm having to rewire and reconstruct. And it don't feel good. Amen? And don't Just wait till you have to make some phone calls. You know, sometimes you can embrace hatred. Because it makes you feel better about what people did. Growing up with trauma can reconstruct a person. Divorce, neglect, abandonment, molestation, Jezebel mothers and abusive or passive fathers, etc. can cause us to have severe issues in the way we what? View people. These issues can cause us to be cynical, meaning we think everyone has a bad motive. That's cynicism. Yeah, that's what happens when you carry hatred or mistrust. You start, you, you start thinking everyone has an agenda. They can cause us to be cynical, hate certain people, unforgiving, and even cut our own lives short. All because we were traumatized by what we experienced or saw growing up. Christ knows our situations and he loves us enough to knock on the door that we have shut because of these past traumas. You know, men have compartments. Women don't. You know what that looks like? Yeah, when you have an issue, it's on everything. 
you can't separate yourself from it. Man can lock it away and just go on about his life. And it'll be locked and eventually it's going to implode. But he can, he's got some time because it's in a compartment. A woman is one compartment. So your issue is you. That's you. That's who you are. So when you are traumatized, your life is trauma. You can't put it anywhere. The door that we trust no man to open is the door that Christ knocks on. The door that we slam shut and hide in is the door that Christ is knocking on. The door that we created as a child to escape the sins of our fathers is the very door that Christ is knocking on. He wants to come in. He wants to sort through it all. Fix everything that is out of place. He wants to heal, deliver, set us free. But he will not come in unless we first what? Hear him. We must listen and obey his command. We must hear what he has said to the church. We must hear his challenge for us to live right. We must heed his call to repentance and love our brothers and sisters. We must forgive those that wronged us. We must agree with him. When we agree with him, with what he is saying, then he will come in and fix our broken hearts. Got to agree. Revelations 13, I mean, 3 and 16, he's talking to the church of Laodicea. He's basically telling them that they are not hot or cold, but they're lukewarm, meaning they are polluted. Lukewarm water grows parasites and it grows disease. Water has to be either hot or cold. And that's what he's likening them to. You know, the old church taught it different. He'd rather have you hot for the Lord. Or even cold. He'd rather you just be cold. Oh, bless his name. That's foolishness. I don't have nothing to do with what he's talking about here. <laughs> He'd rather have you hot or cold, meaning that lukewarm water festers ailments, disease, and insects, and bugs, and pollutants. He said, so then because you're lukewarm, and neither hot nor cold, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Oh. Because you say, I am rich, my bills paid, I'm God, I got this, you gave me this, I'm good. You increase with goods, and you don't have need of anything. You, you, we're good, we done, we've arrived. We go buy what we want, we look like we want, we dress, we, we, we're good. Look what God has done. He's prospered us. Got the new building and the new life. Man, we good. He said, but you don't know that you're wretched and miserable, poor, blind, and naked. 
just because you have stuff. And Christ says, I counsel thee to buy of me. Get my gold. My gold has been tried in the fire. So you can really be rich and right raiment that thou mayest be clothed and that the shame of your nakedness does not appear and anoint your eyes with eye sound that thou mayest see. As many as I love. Why is he saying all this together? Because he's letting you know as many as I love, I rebuke, I chasten. He said, therefore, man, you better be excited to repent. Repent. Then he said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. To him that overcomes, I will grant to sit with me in my throne. Even as I what? Also, what did he overcome? What did Christ overcome? Sin. He overcame sin. He did it God's way. And he died so that we can do it God's way. Maybe it was 10% for me, but it might be 1% for you. It may be a half a percent. Whatever it is, he wants the key. Because he wants to go in and make it right. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. You know, I don't profess to know everything. I consider myself a young man. I'm just 47. Isn't that young? So some things I learn on my own. Some things life teaches me. Some things God shows me. But whether I learn it on my own, whether life teaches me, or whether God shows me, I have to do it. If it's right. Amen? Everyone stand to your feet. That's what I tried to tell y'all last week, but I was so emotional, it was hard for me to say it, but the sins of the Father message really showed me how potent the preaching here really is. You know, I mean, I'm preaching it, and you know, but when it comes for you, you see that, man, this is really real. And it's for us all. Amen? Everyone bow your heads. If you want God to have the keys and you know he needs the keys, I want you to just come up and we'll all just believe God together for this reconstruction. I need that out of my life. I need that gone. I need that out. He'd stop doing that. That's got to go. Can't be like that. It's just got to stop. He loves us enough to do this. He loves us enough to do it. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for this message. For this congregation, these people. 
Thank you, Lord, for souls, all of the souls that need saving, correcting, rebuking, and restoration. Not just in here, but just all over, Lord. I pray, God, that your grace and mercy would protect all of us so that we can hear your voice and change our ways. As you rebuke the churches, the seven churches, as you talked to them and told them what their issues were, I believe you've spoken not just what my issues have been, but what we're all facing. But if we would hear your voice and let you in, you'll fix it. I pray right now, God, that none of us will be under the bondage of the enemy. And no matter what the devil tries to do, your will will be done in our lives. I pray for every husband that he will open himself up to his wife. Unlock every compartment. Give her the keys and just trust her. I pray for every wife that she would trust her husband for her validation and hand over that one key to him. I pray for every single person, Lord, that they will count on you until their time comes to be a helpmeet or a husband. I pray for everyone and every child that no trauma would rewire their thinking so they won't have to face issues that maybe some of us have had to deal with and that every man will be in his place to protect his home. Every woman will be in her place to protect the children, that they would be free from trauma. And I pray, Lord, for the body of Christ as a whole, that as we are experiencing this shaking, we will stand tall. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of the Adamant Believers Council in North Richland Hills, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas 76124 or donate online at exministries.com.